Hello everyone, Matt Pod makes a return. Uh, it's been the podcast has been on a long injury layoff, and we are happy to be back on it. Um, and we were back talking about Real Madrid and Manchester United, two traditionally huge clubs in European football and world football in general, going through one of the toughest phases of their recent history. I have with me on the podcast today a renowned football commentator in Nigeria, and he'll be joining us. Together, we'll be discussing everything going on in both clubs. I'm joined by an international sports commentator. He's renowned for what he does with his pigeon commentary in this part of Africa. Uh, he's, of course, with the biggest broadcasting network in Africa or in Sub-Saharan Africa as it were. Timmy Owe, your great friend, great colleague, my man. Good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, totally. It's, it's good to be here. First time for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, first time. First time. Ah. So you're about to prove your sign-on bonus. Let's, ah. see, let's see if you deserve a sign-on bonus. <laughs> Were you able to pay my sign-on fee? Well, if you do so well. Uh, and by doing so well, I mean you raking in some dollars for us with this uh, podcast. You think so? Yeah. I will be there. able to get like how much? Thirty well, percent of whatever you rake in is can a is we, a sign up. Can, can I negotiate for more? Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's. You can negotiate for more if you hit one million dollar mark. Nah, nah, nah. My my price. If you hit the one million dollar mark, you, my you, price only right now doesn't have doesn't have to be one million. For really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, so what's the number? Fifty uh, percent of anything that comes out. All right, deal. Yeah. Deal. No problem. <laughs> Good to have you anyway. Yeah. All right, so interestingly, guys. Um. Timmy is a big Real Madrid fan. I am a big Real Madrid fan also. So it's about the Real Madrid debacle we want to talk about. How have Real Madrid gone from heroes to almost zeros in four games? Uh, well, I, I think it's it's about planning. Uh, the Ronaldo factor definitely ha- has to be put in, has to has to come into play true. here. True, true, true. Uh, because. Yes, uh, Real Madrid started the season on fire. Uh, Benzema was scoring goals. Bill also was Fal- scoring goals. False, false fire, <laughs> if you ask but, me. But, but then again, I think it just suddenly dried up. It was as if uh, the teams now understood how Real Madrid were playing and they just uh, had to nullify every attacking uh, technique that Real Madrid were putting at them. And but really, to me, wasn't it wise? Wasn't it just stupid of Florentino Perez to think that you can hang in there see if Benzema who scored 5 goals in the league all through last season can score let's say 15 this year and maybe Asensio can chip in 10 or maybe Isco can chip in another 10 and Ramos will do another 10 uh, was it, is, is that what Florentino Perez was seriously thinking yeah, of doing in a way you have to say yes he was thinking that because you look at the transfer really? transfer window in its whole entirety and apart from Vinicius Junior there was nobody who, who I believe there was even bought I don't think this time last year when Real Madrid signed Vinicius Junior, he was they, they were signing him to replace Ronaldo because he was basically the only was attacking threat. Was meant that to be the, for the future. Yeah, he was supposed to be for the future. In fact, he wasn't he wasn't even supposed to be in the first team from what we heard. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think for Fiorentina Perez, I, I don't know what his plan was when he sold Ronaldo. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking that uh, Asensio was going to come into play. Uh, and truthfully, and in regards to his thoughts about Asensio, you have to still say Asensio has not 
uh, buckled up this season too. He hasn't. Uh, I think so, he's been playing his worst football. Yeah, Real Madrid for a while. He, he's not. He's not done very well for Real Madrid so far this season. I was expecting him to step up into that uh, shoes of where hey he's been always talked about coming on from the bench to score goals. Remember the Champions League final against the uh, Juventus yeah. where he come on came on and scored goals. Um, I think in a way, yes, you have to reason in the line of Perez that maybe those boys were going to step up to the plate. Uh, but lo and behold, it's, it's not happening. And I feel in a way that maybe he will, looking at it now, retrogressively, he'll be looking at it and saying, hey, maybe they made mistakes in the transfer window. Because uh, like it or not, I never, I would say it here, never ever based my hope on Benzema. Never, of course not. I was never hoping that Benzema was going to step up I, to the plate. I think Benzema still re- remains the only Galactico to flop and still get game time. Exactly, and, and, and my problem, my problem with Benzema is the fact that and he keeps so getting games. He keeps getting games. He's not under he's pressure. He's not scoring goals. Sold Higuain for him. Exactly, and he's very comfortable with it. That's that's my problem with him. I think I saw his stats that since Higuain left. For Real Madrid for Italy, he scored over 100 league goals. That's Benzema, on the other hand, yeah, in five years, and Benzema on the other hand, I think managed only 75 or thereabout. I mean, it's it's terrible how Benzema as a striker. So many people, so like Zidane was saying, was it last season that he brings more, apart from scoring goals, he brings more to the field of play. But I think we need to see of, score goals, man. Yeah, but I, I think that's his primary job. That's a primary job. But but when when you look at when you look at the the, the days of Ronaldo when we had him, you would say okay maybe you, he could you could forgive uh, Benzema mm. the fact that he's not scoring goals. He was always creating that channel, the avenues for Ronaldo to get the goals. But hey, Ronaldo is gone. You would have expected that. Hey, you're one of the senior players in the Real Madrid right now, and you should be stepping up. I am very sure if you name four captains, Benzema has to be one of them. He's, th- he's the third captain. Of Real so, so you now. wonder why he's not scoring goals. Ramos and uh, and his, attitude, his attitude on the field of play is always very, very, very damning. Same struggles. Exactly. He will he'll just be down. struggling. He'll be struggling. He'll be strolling. He won't put fire to his attack. He doesn't fight for balls in the box 18 like you'll expect a striker who wants goals to do. I am just, I am just so very terrified for him that maybe if he leaves Real Madrid, he will just go into uh, oblivion. I'm sorry to say. Most like, I, I don't see any top club that will buy Benzema as it were. None. Yeah. I, I can't see any big team buying Benzema at the moment. And speaking of strikers and big teams, I thought Florentino Perez made a huge mess of the transfer window. Ronaldo is gone. Mario Icardi was there with a yeah. hundred million pounds release clause. Buy him. And let's say, okay, yes, you have Isco and you have Asensio, two players who look, whose style of play are similar to that of Eden Hazard, but maybe buy him and then bring Eden Hazard. But no, I think he's waiting to, for next summer when they can then go all out on Neymar. And I think it, which it, I think it, has, it, com- it, has come to haunt Real Madrid. Yeah, now. It, it's definitely haunting Real Madrid right now because uh, you look at them the way they started very well. Right now, I think they are fourth on league table. Yeah. Same point with Alaves yeah. and the rest of them. Um, I feel that in a way he's let Real Madrid down because he has actually, and in his own way, in his own right, also he's let himself down with his policy. Yeah. He's a Galactico man. He brought the Galactico era. He was always signing big name players, the likes of Zidane. Oh, I, I think he's uh, been changing Figo. his mind lately. He's, he look, I think I read somewhere in some article on Marca where um, he was quoted to say that he he wants Real Madrid now that. We focus on youth, you know, yeah, homegrown development. As much, he's as much changing as, his ideologies, but as should, as should it be wanna, about the man or about the club? Really? If you want to focus, I'm not, I'm not disputing the fact that yeah, Real Madrid needs to focus more on youth. But then again, Real Madrid is one of the biggest clubs in the world. True. You don't just bring in cadet players or Castilla players into the first team and you expect them to deliver on the big stage. It doesn't not. happen. You have to have a blend of 
the experience and the young stars. In, in a sense that, yes, maybe the likes of uh, Vasquez, who we already know is developing to be yeah. one of those big-name players, you already have them. Uh, the likes of uh, Llorente, the midfielder, who for me hasn't performed, but yeah, then again, you, you still have him. Uh, Jesus Vallejo yeah. also yeah. is another young star. Asensio. You sent him on loan. I think the only player who we sent on loan has come back to uh, give us, deliver the goods for us, has been Caballero. Yeah. Apart from, it, apart, I, apart I from him, it was even sold. Yeah, and Casemiro is another one who exactly went Casemiro went alone and came back and came back to deliver the goods. Well. So I think, in a way, if, if you want to look at that developmental aspect of bringing from the young uh, from from the Castilla into the first team, yes, it's going to take time. And you know, Real Madrid, you don't win a title, the fans will come on you. And now, speaking of the fans, um, is it wise now Real Madrid are taking on a huge project of redeveloping the stadium? Well, um, nearly 400 million. I think what is estimated to be spent on it is 500 million euros. No sponsor to handle that, <laughs> which means it will be self-funded and some loans will be taken. Yeah. Are we looking at a Real Madrid that will not make any big name signing in the next five years? I I don't think so. I, I don't. I really don't think so because uh, because they couldn't even make a big name signing this year. Yeah, I I believe that With money. All, all respect to Cortuado. Uh, and and <laughs> I I must say this for the, for your fans who really don't know. Uh, Fiorentino Perez is a construction magnet. Yeah, he is. He's into construction. He understands the basic concepts of construction. And I feel redeveloping, uh, because I, I've seen the prototype, I, I've seen uh, a, a clip of, of how the stadium is going to look like. For me, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Because in I the long so run, Tolu, in the long it's run, generate more revenue. Exactly. It's going to bring in more but money. How will Real Madrid cope in the time when in they the can't time spend B? Yeah. And I think that's, that's where uh, Perez has to bring in his business acumen in knowing how to source for funds. Uh, I think we still have Fly Emirates. I am hoping that maybe uh, they will renew their deal. I think their deal expires in, in two years' time or thereabout. Adidas also could still pump in more money. Uh, I, I think there are so many channels where you could get money. Uh, there's also this talk about selling bill uh, for... Wouldn't that be disastrous? Wouldn't that be catastrophic if Real Madrid sell bill now? Well, there, for, will be, for me, there will be no fire in the attack. For me, whatsoever. if you're going to sell bill, it should be that you're bringing in somebody else. And who, because, who will Real Madrid bring? That won't cost them 150 million euros. Hey, we're looking at Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard has always said he wanted to, he wanted to come to Real Madrid. Uh, he's always been speaking about playing for Real Madrid. I think that should put us in a very good stead to, to grab him for, for cheap. Because, like it or not, if he tells Chelsea that, hey, I want to leave, like Cotois, Chelsea will have no option than to sell him for maybe 100 or even less. That's true. my thinking. True that. True that. Now, let's speak about the last part. And since we're talking about the finances that Real Madrid are, or the financial challenges that they may be encountering in the coming years, having just brought Julian Lopetegui on board, is there any chance they could sack him and pay him off before <laughs> the season ends, incur uh, another cost, and then bring in, say, who is the big name manager out there? Antonio hey, Conte? Hey, but I don't think I want to say Antonio Conte and Real Madrid. Any, really. Anybody who hasn't supported Real Madrid for a while will know that. Hey, we are it can, it, high and fire. We hire and fire everybody. I, there was a particular season Real Madrid went on a sacking spree. <laughs> so he wasn't. He had, he had to be uh, the coach from I think the under 19 that came to yeah. coach Real Madrid. So I, I think for Perez, if he doesn't get results from Lopetegui, he will get sacked because, like it or not, uh, the target this season has to be the league. 
Yeah. And we're faltering. We're faltering. Because you look at even the Champions League, we lost uh, the first away game that we played. We lost. But maybe it's not time to panic, though. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. Just, it's just not, two it's points time. behind Sevilla who are No, no, it's not low. time. It's not time. It's not time. We lost the Super Cup, Super Cup to Atletico Madrid. It's a shocker. Really? It's yeah. Shocker so, I think, I think for me, that, that's that's a sign of what is to come from Lopetegui. Because but do you think Lopetegui can win anybody? It can't be the big players. It can't win against Atletico. It can't win against Sevilla. I okay, think Lopetegui... Okay, beat a lackluster Roma. Lopetegui needs time. Lopetegui needs time. How much time are we talking about? We're talking Sarri, about maybe Sarri half didn't a season. Sarri didn't even get um, the amount of time Lopetegui had preparing his team for the season. And look where Chelsea are right now. Yeah, true. But but I, I think Chelsea is a more established team. Uh, because if you look and at maybe this, they didn't lose a big player. Like yeah, that. you look at this Real Madrid squad and you say since Marcelo got that, inj- that injury... We've always struggled at right and left back. Yeah. Our attack from left back has been null and void. Regulan has been solid, but he doesn't offer anything. He doesn't offer exactly. Uh, apart from maybe Odriozola, yeah. who for me has been a shining light, the new signing. Yes. I, I don't think the new signings for Lepeteki has done anything for him. Uh, I've been hearing reports that maybe this weekend against Levante he's gonna try and play uh Vinicius Junior from the start. From the start. Oh, okay. Or somewhere in between put him in, in, into the score. Because he needs to score goals. He hasn't scored goals in four matches. Yes, he hasn't. And it's and a worry. For for Lopetegui, I think in as much as I like him as a coach, I like his ideas, his ideologies in terms of footballing tactics. I still feel that that time he needs at Real Madrid might not just be given and to I, him. And I think it is, his ideologies are shaped around a particular player named Isco. Yeah. Who coincidentally had appendicitis. Yeah, he has, been, he has been sidelined since the start of the run. Yeah. Of this unfortunate run which true, began against true, true. Uh, Sevilla. Yeah. It's, it's not just coincidental. I think, I think that's the X factor that Lopetegui is missing. Yeah. Uh, the Isco factor. I think, yes, we have to also mention that that since Isco's uh, surgery, yeah. uh, he we've been struggling seriously in midfield. And uh, you look at the likes of Tony Cruz and Modric. I don't want to start putting blames on them, on them, because uh, well, they've I'll, had I'll a put very... some blame on them. Though. Hey, Tolu, you look at these guys play Champions League till the end of May, going yeah. to the World Cup. Yeah, uh, Modric all played all to the final. Cruz uh, had a disastrous World Cup. He also had to settle in fightings within the German squad. So some of all these things add up with the players, yeah, like it, it or not. And it funny enough, these guys have not stepped up. The yeah. likes of Modric and Cruz, they've not stepped up. I was thinking that, hey, maybe since Ronaldo is gone, we'll be seeing more goals from Tony Cruz. But hey, he's not done anything. And, and that's a worry for me. And the other like the, the, the likes of uh, Lucas Vasquez that you thought maybe will be playing, the Pateki is not playing him. Well, because I think he prefers, <laughs> somehow, Benzema is still in the lineup. Yeah. And let's not even talk about Mariano. I think he will get his chance. Yeah, this weekend, he will. He will. Uh, with Benzema. And he okay. should score, hopefully. Hopefully, he should score. But I, I think we need those goals back. Yeah. He, he needs his confidence back. He needs. True. I think he was the only shining light against CSK Moscow. It Definitely. looked like he was going to get a goal when Benzema seemed to be running away from the box. But Very true. Hey, let's leave that matter. Even against Alaves, he was also. He was for me. He was tell more boisterous what, than. What, than uh, Benzema. I didn't have the balls to go see that game. I was too pissed off to go watch it. <laughs> I just, I just had a feeling Real Madrid wasn't going to win I, that I, game. I, I felt, I felt. I didn't see the game. Man. I felt that. I don't regret. Not I just, I just, felt, I just had that feeling that we we're going to somehow, some way, buckle that match in a way, get a point. But hey. I was surprised that we we considered in the last week. We, we feel like we kick. feel like the worst version of Arsenal right now. Hey, Arsenal is better than us. In fact, Arsenal they're better than us because they're considering late goals. 
Uh, we are, right? I, I, I think right? another thing for us is even when we concede early goals, like against uh, CSK Moscow, there was no nothing. You could see that where were, where where will the goals come from? How are we gonna score? Who was gonna deliver the goods? There was nobody. Yes, who kept a clean sheet? Ish. Oh Lord. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> a, a, a goalkeeper who every now and then gets go acting fav? He Come kept on. the clean sheet against Real Madrid. That Come must on. be the best thing that has ever happened to him in his career. That's 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 very no correct. No disrespect, I can claim. No disrespect. Anyways, um, let's take a breather, and then we'll come back to talk about another team who's currently struggling. You guessed it already, my United. Welcome back, guys. Um, okay, so while we we're out here thinking we're just recording for yeah, we're already recording. Okay. <laughs> just while we first we're out here uh, talking about Real Madrid for just ten minutes. Well, fifteen minutes gone already, and we have five more minutes to talk about Man United, and that's the end. See me, and that team struggling. Uh, the Mourinho tortoiseen syndrome. I don't want to talk about that, but <laughs> yeah, it happens every time. But I still saw Mourinho in his tortoiseen at Real Madrid, who finished despite finishing fifteen points behind a very good Barcelona in that season. Uh, went all the way to the Copa del Rey final and lost against Atletico Madrid, which was Atletico's first ever win against Real Madrid in a long while. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to believe in that third season syndrome because at Real Madrid it wasn't so, right? Yeah, uh, in a way. It looks like it every time he's in England. It happens. First at Chelsea, second time at Chelsea, now at United. It always tends to happen. Uh, I think for Mourinho. I don't want to join bandwagon of people saying third season syndrome, blah blah blah. I think he's laid it bare before the season started that he wanted to play some players, mm. and uh, didn't get him. yeah, if if a coach says he wants a particular set of players, I think the onus is on the club to just deliver the goods to him, because mm. like it or not, when he's not performing during the season and not giving points to the team. The manager still gets the blame. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give him all the utensils, all the needed equipment he needs for the season? I think for Mourinho, he has he has a leeway now to escape from this, in quotes, quagmire that Manchester United. Really? Because I think one, one big conversation we always have or we'll have this conversation is, um, look, the, United, the players at United are good enough to start anywhere. Not all of them. I wouldn't agree with the, the, with the, the theory that United, play, United have quality players. I've always said it that the likes of Fellaini, the likes of Lingard, the likes of uh, Rashford, yes, these guys are maybe boarding talents. But then again, we're talking about Manchester United. Manchester United that have churned out players like Ryan Giggs, David Beckham, Ruth Van Nistelrooy. You talk about Paul Scholes. Even to their bench, you talk about the likes of Solskjaer. Yeah. You talk about Teddy Sheringham. Come on. We're talking about a side that is big in the world. A club that is renowned in the world for signing marquee players. The likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. I feel that in a way, uh, Ed Woodward has, has, has not done good for Mourinho in terms of the players he wanted. But apart from that, I still feel Mourinho needs to be blamed. Because sometimes when you have some very quality players, remember he asked for Sanchez, he got Sanchez. Yeah. What has it done with Sanchez? You mm. need to ask the question. question. You 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 asked for Bay in the first in, the, in the first season. You got you got him. Lindelof, you what got are, him. You, you asked for Lindelof. You got him. You, what have you done with those players? So maybe in a way you have to still put the blame at the footsteps of, of Jose Mourinho. But in all, I still feel uh, if any man if any man can take Manchester United out of this year mess, he has to be Jose Mourinho. I strongly believe and I agree with you on that too, yeah, uh, Timmy. 
I think it's best to just end it here because otherwise we're going to have a 20 minute uh, podcast. But thank you very much. Look, your debut is great. I think we should do this some more. No problem. Uh, I'm looking out to that. My sign on fees will only increase. Yeah, we're, we're looking at. Oh, come on, man. You can't get sign on fees yeah, twice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You hey. can't get sign on fees twice. Because you, don't, you don't pay me weekly, man. You don't pay me weekly. You only okay. pay me for just doing a show with you. All right, man. All right, if you man. pay me weekly or monthly, then no sign on fees the next time, man. He's talking like Patrick Zebra right now. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> hey, it's business, my friend. We need to make money. Money, plenty of cash. Eh? Hey, I'm just kidding. All right, thank you very much, Timmy. So good to have you on yeah, the podcast. Thank you. Hopefully, we can do this again some other time. No problem. And guys, anytime. enjoy the weekend. It's United against Chelsea this weekend, by the way. Have fun. And trust trust me, Timmy, I'm not watching Real Madrid. <laughs> no. I'll watch the highlights. If we win, I'll watch the highlights. I'm not watching. I, I haven't been in this position since, since <laughs> Juan de Ramos in 2009. Yeah. And I'm back there right now. I'm not watching Real Madrid. Don't worry, we'll overcome. overcome. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. 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 Amen.